0: everybody ready let's get rolling this is the big show on 97.5 1280 the zone in the zone sports network
1: big show Gordon Monson Jake Scott 97.5 1280 the zone happy Tuesday to everybody out there thanks for making us a part of your day Let's talk a little Utah Jazz basketball, Gordon. Uh, of course, uh, we talked earlier about the loss to Oklahoma City. Not a good loss, 104-90 to 90 here at home. But as I was kind of following the social media conversation last night, Gordon, as, uh, as we were doing the postgame show, noticed that a lot of Jazz fans uh, were worked up about one Dante Exum. Yes. Now, Dante, last night, um, he played eight minutes, he had four points, two assists, three steals, and he did have a turnover. And Emmanuel Moutier last night was not terrific. He, he really he, he played well against Memphis. He did not play well last night against Oklahoma City. Moutier had two points, an assist, and two rebounds. And a national NBA writer actually tweeted out some thoughts about Dante Exum. And uh, he goes by... Mark Deeks and he uh, it's Mark Deeks NBA he works for Sky Sports NBA and he did a long Twitter thread on Dante Exum but here I'll just read a little bit okay. of, to to give you the gist all right he says, I understand why Jazz fans often want to scapegoat somebody, Snyder most, mostly, but not exclusively, for the reason behind why Dante Exum is still not a reliable NBA player. But, eh, some good defensive minutes aside, he's never been that good. Any potential seems assumed, not evident. At some point, we stop clamoring for the youngsters who've never let us down and whom we continue to see hope in because they keep letting us down and hope fades. Exum would be long past the point were it not for the injuries. As it is, perhaps he should be past it already. And he
2: goes on to to lay out some stats. Well, the injuries are a huge factor in this whole discussion. But ultimately... It doesn't matter. I mean, you are the player that you are, and I certainly can understand why Quinn Snyder does not use him as much as what some folks may hope for.
1: And of course, that was the pushback he got from Jazz fans. Uh, You you know, the the fans out there that say they're on Exum Island and believe still in in his potential, and it turned into a, a bit of a hullabaloo online. Now, Gordon, why don't, why don't you start some things out with your thoughts currently where you're sitting on Exum, on and I'll kind of supplement with some of my thoughts as
2: well. I, he, he turns the ball over, man. When I see him on the floor, I, I don't see a confident player, and maybe you can say, well, that's because he doesn't get the minutes, and maybe if he got the minutes, he would be more confident. But it gets back to the conversation that you and I have had so many times, Jake, about at what price do you try to build a player's confidence? And when the Jazz are scrambling to win games, to win any game against any opponent these days, I'm not sure the time is right to have Dante Exum experimenting out on the floor. I agree. I My thoughts on it, Gordon, is there's,
1: there's every opportunity for Dante Exum to make an impact if and when he's ready. I mean, look at the bench right now. You don't think they're just thirsting for somebody to come in and make a difference? The truth is, is that... Dante Exum isn't there yet. You, I mean, I don't get the frustration with Quinn. Do you think if if he had any sort of confidence at all in Dante,
2: that Dante Dante would be playing? But see, people want to hold on to hope that this guy is going to yet develop into. A player worthy of the number five overall pick, and he's going to have every opportunity to play his way into the rotation
1: and and earn an opportunity to prove that. But the truth is, is the Jazz have given him a lot of opportunity throughout the injury. They gave him another three year contract, Gordon. He's going to have a year and a half plus before the the he's guaranteed to be on this roster. So they want
2: him to succeed. Everybody still wants him to succeed. Oh, there's no doubt. Like you said, they'll take help wherever they can get it, but they need the operative word there is help. Right. Will he help
1: or will he hurt? And the truth is, Gordon, the, the injuries have been a, a big setback for him because coming out of, well, I guess high school, uh, what was the big thing with him? His athletic potential is amazing. We see these guys come into the NBA a lot, Right. These these uh, unbelievable, whether it's speed or strength or jumping ability, we see these unbelievable athletes coming into the NBA. They're drafted high, and then they have to be developed. And, and it works for some. It doesn't for others. But Dante came in. All the physical traits were there. He had to learn to be a basketball player. He had to learn that, and he had to learn to shoot. And so his process of learning that has been interrupted uh, to, in his defense. And the Jazz took that into account when they gave him a new three-year deal. Yeah. But at some point, and here's where I agree with Mr. Meeks here, at some point it's got to go beyond the conversation of potential. And the production has to be there. And the production hasn't been there with Dante to the point where
2: the turnovers has been such an issue that, that Quinn can't leave him on the floor. Well, Quinn wants players who play with force. And that's the opposite of what Dante Exum does on most occasions that I watch him play. I don't know what Quinn is seeing in practice, but if he's seeing the same thing we see, then that's not playing with force. When was the last time you saw Dante Exum on the floor making a positive difference?
1: Yeah, well, he threw some alley oops to Tony Bradley last night, so that maybe that's a positive sign. But it was, you know, not against. I mean, the game was over, so it wasn't the. Stiffest defense of the night from Oklahoma City. But uh, nonetheless, he made a nice read. He made a nice pass. Tony Bradley was in the right position. There were some positives, but
2: it's been, they've been few and far between. Two things I agree with. One is that Quinn wants Dante Exum to succeed, and the second is that I don't think he thinks Dante is in a place to really help the Jazz win games. But that's my opinion. I've not had that conversation with Quinn, but that's what it looks like to me. I, I would agree with that assessment, and
1: um, you know I don't want to speak for Quinn Snyder by any means. He can he can certainly speak for himself. But I mean, looking at the game that we saw last night, or even you know the 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 uh, the road trip Gordon, or even against the Lakers, I mean, they need they they need more production from the bench. And if, sure Dante, do. if Dante was capable of giving them that right now, then. He would be playing.
2: I agree with but, that.
1: But here's the thing. Through practice, Gordon, uh, through the, the limited minutes the right now that he's getting, he's got to go out there and, and, and force Quinn to play him. I mean, he's yeah. got to play his way back into the rotation. And he could do that. But coming back from this latest injury where he didn't have camp, and now he's kind of easing back into it to go, well, geez, why isn't he playing 30 minutes? Uh-huh. It's like, well, why do you think?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: And, and if he puts in the effort and gets the coaching and listens and gets better, which is really, really hard to do, you better
2: believe he'll contribute. Well, but he's it, got a ways to go. Yes. If he's in a place where he can make a difference in games by u- utilizing that athleticism and supposedly using the smarts that we were told he had, then, then okay, give him more minutes. But until you see that happen, you've got to be careful with it because Quinn has to worry about the overall welfare of the team. And that those two things may not always coincide completely.
1: Well, just for example, I mean, under this current, you know, pressure cooker that they're in, they got to start winning basketball right. games. That's what I'm saying. No, I, I'm, I guess I'm agreeing yeah. with you. I, I'm I'm trying to kind of back you up. Now is not the time to, you know, develop. But some and people, that's unfortunate for but some people
2: think if he does get more opportunity to play, that he he that both things will be accomplished. I, all I know is in these games, and think about that game last night. What happened in that game where it went from a four-point game to a a, a double-digit game? And it, those things can happen inside of a blink of an eye. Yeah. And all all you got to do is have a point guard that turns the ball over with bad turnovers, costly turnovers, two or three times down the floor, and boom, that game is, is, is difficult to come back in. So uh, th- this, this is the problem that Quinn is is facing, is that Dante Exum is not the force on the court that he needs to be in order to earn minutes. Not right now, anyway. No. So, so those people, I get it. Fans want to see this pick work out. There was so much hope. And, uh, Jake, I think you and I fell into that category when Dante was drafted fifth pick how could you not well, and the, the season young. that led
1: to that pick was a disaster yeah. he was
2: the he was the touch of gray or whatever
1: silver lining or whatever it is
2: he was he was 18 year old and he had to grow into the job and then he got a bunch of injuries and that got in his way but i'm not sure he ever really had the complete skill set no he needed to develop that and you know so people are hopeful it's like it's like uh, sort of the backup quarterback thing, you know. Uh, he's real popular because give him a chance, and maybe he can make a difference. Maybe he can save the day. I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not believing right now that that is true. I, I, it could happen, maybe in time. But when I watch Dante on the floor, I'm not seeing it. And the sad part is, and this is the true tragedy
1: because it's happened to him multiple times in his career. The sad part is. He started to get a little better last year. And he, by the way, last year was before he got hurt was not all roses for Dante. He went through a bunch of DNPs and he started to do exactly what we're talking about and play his way into the rotation and force Quinn to, to give him minutes. And then it was interrupted once again with an injury. And that that stinks. But at some point, this is, uh, and to reiterate this, this is where this uh, Meeks guy is right. At some point you have to expect a return. Yeah. And he will have every opportunity to give that return, and I hope he does it. But I don't. I don't think that's guaranteed, and it's certainly not the answer to well, what's going on we, with the Jazz right now. We've always
2: left that door open, Jake. As far as our opinions go, you know, how many times did we say if Dante is able to come back from his injury, he can help contribute to a strong Jazz team this year? We were saying that a month ago. Yep. So uh, when will it happen? I don't know, but I'm not seeing it right now. And and Quinn has a responsibility to develop uh players. We've talked about that in regard to Mike Conley, but not at the expense of watching his team go down the drain. Right. And I'm I I guess I, I won't blame everything on Dante. I'm not, but but the risk is there with him until he is a stronger presence on the floor.
1: Uh, let's see, Larry, our good friend Larry on Twitter tweets and he says, "Not all picks uh, are home runs." I'd say give them the rest of this year and an off season, and if you don't see a difference, it's time to turn the page. At some point, I don't, I don't know if you agree with Larry's timing or not, but at some point, the rubber is going to have to meet the road with Dante, and they've, you know, because of injury, it's been kicked down the kicked down the road a ways, but it's going to happen, and. And at one point, they're either going to have to move on or he is going to develop into a serviceable rotational NBA player. But
2: he's got some developing to do before that. One of the reasons the Jazz, I think, signed him to that extension was they didn't want to see him go to a different team and then watch him suddenly blossom there. Right. That that would be a, a second kick to the pants. Well, and they wanted to take care of their guy. I get it. And so, on the one hand, you say, Dante, it's been tough luck, and it has as far as the injuries go, but he's fortunate to have gotten that deal. Yep. The Jazz gave him – that was a faith deal. Yep.
1: And and it's fine. The Jazz were willing to invest in him, and, and to the tweeter's point, uh, to Larry's point, you know, not all investments come out winners. Well, it's exacerbated
2: so, right now because of the play of Mike Conley.
1: Well, it's and it's Emmanuel been, Moutier, for that and, matter. Yeah,
2: and the team as a whole. And so, suddenly, people are looking for answers – and reaching out to maybe Dante X, I'm thinking, oh, there's hope there maybe. Well, this shouldn't have been happening right now. And I'll circle back on Mike Conley. I I, I have a, I I think he's a terrific guy, uh, a really good teammate, and a responsible pro. But he's played bad this year. I mean his his play has really surprised me. And uh, I, I think he can take it. He's 32 years old, a veteran, who uh, needs to be able to hear the truth and handle it and improve his situation. But par- a, a decent amount of the Jazz's problems thus far this year fall at his feet. I know there are others. I know the bench as a whole needs to play better, and the Jazz need to shoot better, and there needs to be better, to use uh, Quinn's term, connected uh, connectivity. All those things need to improve, better defense at times. But Mike Conley has not helped this situation at all. So when he is healthy and ready to go again, he better come out and, and adapt. He better come out and do what this team needs and lead by example and make it happen. He's making thirty. What's he making? $33 million, 32, yeah. $32 million a year. Figure it out, Mike. You're a smart, bright, conscientious guy. Get it figured out and go out and help your team win. That has not been the case very often this year. Nope. It, it
1: hasn't. And, again, that brings us back, to, and we've talked about this a lot, the two fundamental things that are wrong right now with the Utah Jazz. One is the bench play is not good enough. And two, Mike Conley's play hasn't been good enough. They've, and, they've and depended the, on and him. And the Jazz haven't shot the ball. Uh, those things are all absolute truths. And Ricky Rubio is a better defender than Mike Conley is. That We learned that. But that's not the end of the world if you deliver offensively because Ricky doesn't have the potential that Mike Conley does offensively. So you can certainly, you know, the, the Jazz are, as you say, Gordon, they're thirsting for made shots. They need offense. They've needed offense for two, for two three years now. And Mike Conley, you thought, would give you that, but he's not now. And he's small, and he's not as versatile as Ricky Rubio, and it's hurting you defensively. So, he, yes, yeah. a, lot, a lot falls
2: on his plate. I agree. How many times have we seen the Jazz uh, be in a, a tight game early on and then you see them miss three or four straight shots. And the other team, whoever the opponent is, makes those shots. Now the Jazz are in a hole. This has happened again and again and again. And it's, it happens in every game, or it happens to various teams. But then the Jazz can't recover, or certainly not enough. Happened in the third quarter, Gordon, and they ended up down 20. Yeah. And at one point, that game, for a long while, that game was a three-, four-, five-point game. And all of a sudden, Boom. And then they cannot come back from that. They This needs to be fixed. The shots need to be good, and they need to be made. And I know it's a make-or-miss league. That's a cliche. Everyone talks about it. But it's about time to just start making them. Yeah.
1: And I was I was listening to Bowler and uh, Big T last night on the call, and I I get where they were coming from. But at the third, the end of the third quarter, Donovan made a couple of free throws to make it I think seventeen or eighteen, and not twenty. But uh, Ben and I were sitting here, Ben Anderson, KSL Sports, and Ben put in the he's got I can't remember what it's called. It's like the the odds or the the odds of winning, mm-hmm. you know. And so we looked it up, and you know you have a ninety nine percent chance of losing if you're down twenty at the end of the third quarter. Well. I mean, exactly what you're saying. You can't let it snowball on you, or the game's over. And but that's there what was happened a, last. There
2: time. was a point when the Jazz cut the lead, I think, to 15, and then they had possession, and they went down the floor, and a shot was missed. They could have cut it to 13, and next thing you know, they go down. They miss it. They go down the other way, and a three pointers hit. Game over. This is what's been happening. Yeah. Either that or a turnover. I mean, the the Jazz need to make shots. That's what they were supposed to be this year, a better shooting team. And it hasn't happened, and it's cost them time and time again. Bowler is going to join the show coming up right around the corner. It is the big show.
1: Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. one goes out to ashton who wanted a little disturbed on a total request tuesday we're doing angry music gordon because folks are angry today this song is called down with the sickness hey you know i wouldn't want up with the sickness would you no but (laughs) it does have an angry feel to it It doesn't Uh, it uh, yeah people uh, people are angry out there that's all right Which means you care. Nobody's uh,
2: excited about a a loss to the Thunder at home. We're we're trying to help you get through it. So go ahead and get the anger out, and then
0: we'll move on. Well,
1: and, you know, unless they have more devastating losses, then the, the, the anger will continue, I'm sure.
2: See, <laughs> so you got to bring that up.
1: Don't yeah, you? I suppose. All right, let's get out of the Sprint special guest line. Get a Samsung S10 for $0 when you activate a new line of service with FlexLease now through December 26th when you visit the Sprint store near a shoe. Joining us, of course, the television voice of the Utah Jazz, Craig Bowler, Jack, live from Minneapolis. Bowler, what's uh, what's the weather looking like out there, buddy?
3: Uh, you know, it's, it's. Uh, I think, you know, maybe a stroll a little bit later. Um, <laughs> stroll. Just got here and, um, according to my phone, 17 below a chill. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, well, yeah. is that one of those conditions where you go out for a walk and then someone sneaks up behind you and flicks your earlobe
3: and then your ear? cracks Oh, that'd be good. I'd off. probably lose an ear like yeah. that, Gordo. Yeah. yeah. No, you know, it's one of those nights where when we got off the plane, got onto the bus, got off the bus into the hotel, it just sucks the wind right out of you. I mean, it's just one of those, you know – you've been you know you get into that cold below you know five below and 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 on it just kind of just takes the wind right out of you man it's it is it is bitterly cold up here absolutely much different than what we left uh this afternoon in salt lake
2: so bowler what's colder the weather up there or the jazz shooting
3: (laughs) oh man i'd say i wish i had all the answers i wrote down a bunch of uh notes that we can discuss but yeah it's no, the inconsistencies, you know, come to mind, guys. I mean, right off the bat, and it's and Gordo, it's, you're right. It's not only offense, but I think it's defense that that jumps into these, all these categories as well. So, you know, take your pick. Uh, one night, nineteen threes go down. The next night, you get six. Uh, you can't hit a floater. You can't hit a mid range shot. Uh, and then one night, you know, you're throwing dunks down and uh, look like all is well, but. Not the case. I mean, this team is a head-scratcher. Uh, there's a lot of comments out there by fans who uh, expected more. And uh, I was thinking about that, too, on the flight end today. You know, the expectations uh, this summer were just, you know, out of sight. And, look, I, I think it's we it's something we should discuss is the expectations are threefold. Look, I know the media, national and local, were, were exceptionally excited to see the signings. Fans also are smart they saw who the Jazz signed as well. Connolly, Bogdanovich, Jeff Green, uh, Moutier, and Ed Davis. And I think, again, media fans and the players themselves, uh, the expectations, they fall in that category as well, because, I look, they're smart. They saw who the Jazz signed, and that's why a couple, three of them indicated they came here to play with the likes of Gobert and the likes of, of, of uh, Donovan Mitchell. And to be coached by Quinn Snyder, so that's another part of this whole crazy equation is, you know, who's in the wrong? Is, did everybody, was everybody off? Or is this just something that's going to work itself out? I mean, I've answered or tried to answer this question for the last couple of weeks, and I'll be honest with you, I'm still scratching my head on where to point the finger, if you even point it, or you just said this is what it is, and leave it as this, and maybe the Jazz worked this thing out. So it's, uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of conversation to have on where the Jazz are right now.
1: Craig Bowlerjack is with us, 97.5 and twelve eighty. The Zone Bowler uh, after the game last night, a couple of national guys out there sent out some tweets about Dante Exum, and it seemed to get kind of the Dante Exum crowd, the defenders riled up on Twitter. And I'm just curious, where are you at with him? Um, his still potential? Should he be playing more? What do you What do you think about Dante's current status?
3: Well, again, another great discussion point, guys. Um, I, I again when. Let's start kind of at point one. After the injury, uh, he just—you know—the the Jazz said he's back, and it would take time for him to fit in. And I don't know if you can really fit a player in uh, unless you play him. And so I'm looking at the fact that he's played now 11 games, and he's averaged seven and a half minutes per per night. I don't know if you can actually ever anyone very few can establish themselves in seven and a half minutes on the floor. Now that seven and a half doesn't come all at once. It's uh, three and a half in the first half and four minutes in the second. And uh, the pressure is immense to, to you know, to, to prove yourself when you get that opportunity. So let's start there. Uh, I mean, I, I just don't know if you try to put Dante into the, uh, the seat above Moutier and you just try it and see what happens. Uh, but then again, There are some who believe that Dante has had a couple of opportunities and has not taken advantage, still can't hit a shot, still doesn't seem to be confident on his drive. He's had multiple injuries, as we all know. So, again, it's up for debate. And, you know, when a team's trying to win, that's the other part of this this issue is that it's hard to try to implement the return of a player during that process. When you're winning, it's easy. It's easy. Uh, but when you're losing, then it's more difficult to try to give a guy like Dante and push him ahead of Moutier, who has more experience and obviously is trying to work his game as well. And that's one reason why he came here was to be better coached and to improve his game. But again, it seems like this isn't just one or two players. This is like a bad flu that has run through this team from you know top to bottom. and. Everyone's trying to get healthy. I don't think they can do it all at once. Maybe it's one player at a time, but there's got to be a starting point. But your your question though, Jake, with Dante has been some something we've discussed for three years, right? And, and still, we don't know truly who he is, what he possesses, what he does give us is athleticism. I know that, and also length, but I'm not sure how he uses it and where the Jazz go with him from here.
2: Well, or if I had five bucks for every time I've heard you say "good look" in uh, various broadcasts. I could uh, pay Austin's mortgage. Really? Yeah, I I think I could. So my question for you
3: is... Uh, Good look in the sense of the are, shot uh, yeah, on the floor? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Are, are,
2: are you satisfied with the shots the Jazz are getting, and are they just missing them, or are they not moving the ball enough? Are they trying to do too much individually? What is the problem with a team that was supposed to have an improved shooting uh, stroke collectively well, this season?
3: Well, I tell you, that's another great question, and I'm glad you brought it up because it's, it's, it's a great debate subject, is that when the Jazz play well, what do they do? They move the ball. 32 assists the other night right and so you think okay all is well it's against Memphis a lower tier team that's struggling themselves and then all of a sudden the Jazz don't move the ball and players seem to be more interested in one on one play and I tell you the shot that I thought that Conley would bring and the one that Donovan had, had gotten pretty good at and I know fans have tired of it and Joe has the ability to hit this shot as well but it's the one that you're about eight feet out and we call it you can call it whatever you want dead ball high floater knuckleball but it's just a float shot right that won't find its way down conley's in this discussion as well and you know it's it should be a high percentage shot you're eight feet out and that one's the head scratcher but to get back to your original question gordon i truly believe from where i sit and now since we've moved from the floor up i see the floor and the way that it kind of develops and i see open shots I see I see players open and the definition of should be able to hit that shot. That's what NBA players get paid to do. Uh, but I don't see a lot of shots going down at the moment. On nights when they beat teams, absolutely. Again, against Memphis, you're in the high 50s in both floor and three, and they are killing it from the free throw line. But last night, uh, against OKC with very good guard lines, by the way, uh, and Schroeder coming off the bench. I mean, he's a dynamic. He could be a sixth man of the year, at the way he played last night. But uh, I think that's where you get, uh, you know, I think concerned that the Jazz have looks but just can't make shots. That was a, that was a conversation we had with the the team of Rubio and Crowder and Favors, and even Grayson Allen and Kyle Korver before. And this was supposed to be a team that was able to shoot the ball much better and it has not been the case to this point. And that also equal, equals into the bench. And the discussion also points at the bench. How good are they? How deep are they? And what do they do when they get on the floor to try to protect the lead or at least try to make up uh, a deficit? And that's kind of gone awry as well.
1: Bowler of course you get a little glimpse inside of the curtain uh, you get to travel with these guys and and watch practice and those sorts of things and by no means do I want you to uh, you know uh-huh. say anything you shouldn't but can you give us an idea of how Donovan is handling this adversity.
3: You know, Jake, another good one. Uh, look, I, I want to go on record as saying this, is that, yeah, Matt and T and I and our crew, we're privileged, I think, one of maybe a half a dozen teams in the league that, you know, allowed it going to go into shoot-around of practices. But that curtain is only open so far for us. So, you know, I get a peek. I get maybe an eyeball and a half in there on occasion. But behind closed doors and when they walk off the floor, it's kind of more of a of a... Of a, of a a private scenario but from what i've seen so far i've seen no infighting uh but yet i can't get into the head of donovan i can't get into the head of gobert or bogdanovich and you know i talk to them but again they're also protecting you know uh the team uh, themselves and i get that I mean, we've all been around a long time when you talk to professional athletes and coaches there's coach speak there's player speak and we ask questions and we hope to get, you know, solid answers. Sometimes you catch one when a player is frustrated and the truth really pours out of a player. Carl Malone, for example, did it often when he uh, had issues. Gordon, you remember those days, right? Yep. Carl Malone walking in, i so will stay 10 minutes and he stayed three hours. Mm-hmm. And and those are the days you just sit back and let a player talk and, and let things out. I don't know if Donovan's at that point yet, um, you know, or Rudy or Bogdanovich, but I think I do sense, I'm going to say this, I do sense frustration with, with th- those three bigs, those three, the Jazz big three right now. And why isn't this thing coming together? And I know they're trying to stay positive. I had a long talk with Donovan in Toronto, and I thought, you know, he's very mature for his age. Um, you know, the other question is, all these guys have their own side interests as well. And how much does that impact? Uh, the play and how many of them are looking also to gain, you know, access to potentially, you know, uh, you know, post awards. You, you got to think of it, right? I mean, Donovan's on team USA and he was, and Popovich praised him. Rudy's a two-time defensive player of the year. Bogey came here as one of the top scorers last year for Indiana and a deadly three-point shooter. And so all those things do come into play. They have to, right? And so hopefully that isn't an issue, and that they find a way to blend. And I think fans, from what I've been, you know, people who bombard me at games ask, what's the problem? You know, and I, and I think, you know, at the beginning of the year, I was probably agreed that it's going to take some time, but the Jazz will play their 25th game uh, tomorrow night against Minnesota. And I think that's where probably the frustration lies now with the fan base for the Jazz is that now we're 25 games in and what was the the conversation of, the, 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 these, new, these new faces getting to know one another, that seems to be wearing thin. I think it wears thin, too, in the locker room, and hopefully they'll fix it. I mean, there's some athletes on this team. There's some good talent on this team. Uh, but unless you're on the same page, then you're going to struggle, and that's where the Jazz are right now.
1: Craig Bullerjack with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. you expect kind of a bounce-back type effort tomorrow night?
3: Well, last time we were here, uh, we knocked off Minnesota. They're having their own struggles, too, Jake. I mean, that's that's what's amazing in this league. Uh, there's just a few teams that are hot, the Lakers included. Uh, and, you know, Minnesota, again, has a roster with Wiggins and uh, Carl Anthony Towns. And you would think that they'd be, you know, knocking off teams, you know, quite often. But that's not the case. I mean, I'm looking at on the plane ride today. I was trying to break them down. They haven't won in December. They're 0-5 during the month of December. Yet they have two guys that score, you know, 25-plus, um, Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns, but they don't have a lot of help off the bench. They've moved around their point guards. Jeff Teague's coming off the bench now, and Wiggins is taking over uh, running the show in some regard. And Teague, I don't know if he'll even play tomorrow night. He's got, I think, an ankle problem. But, you know, every team has their issues, and I think fans have to realize that. And it's a long 82 game season, but I also get that, that Jazz fans are anxious to, to see what this team is, and truly, can they fix it? Um, you know, I wish I had the magic, you know, answer for you, and I just sit back and try to watch and see how they all come together. But I understand the frustration of the fan base. This is, a, you know, this is a smart base of fans in Utah. They see what I see. You guys see what I see. And you don't see a team that seems to be clicking at the moment, and you hope you hope on the road, maybe that's where it starts again. Uh, you got a couple of road game, uh, home games when we come back before we go back on the road before Christmas, and you hope they fix it. And if not, it could be a long year. Uh, let's hope that's not the case, but um, I think fans are frustrated, and, and I get why. I understand a lot of hype, and right now they're not living up. This team has not lived up to that preseason, that preseason hype.
2: So, Bowler, if you had one bit of information or one best guess that would be optimistic for this team, what would it be, and what is the negative that is the anchor that you see dragging? If you were to limit it to one on both sides of that aisle, how would you frame it?
3: Well, I'm going to start with a negative. I think self, self-doubt is has really bombarded this team and that's what they're dragging around right now um i think if you put yourself in that place in any business uh if you're listening right now and i've been in that situation gordo jake you know what i'm talking about Uh, you have a rough week and you have uh, people who are doubting you it can be a heavy anchor especially at this level i mean we know what the salaries are we know what the expectations are And this is a very elite group of athletes that play in this league. I think the positive that I would go with is the fact there's character with this team. And it starts with the head coach and Quinn Snyder. Uh, That guy won't quit. And so I think that's something you have to hold on to. And if you're doubting him right now, look, the guy, I've been around him now six years He's quality through and through. Basketball coach, you know, you can call him genius if you want, but the guy knows the game. And he's very good at communicating with the players, and I think that's the one thing that he has to continue to do. Uh, And I think the leadership goes beyond Quinn. It goes, the leadership the Jazz have is very high quality, and I'll name three players that come to mind. Uh, Rudy's one, of course. Donovan is exceptional. And then I've got to just go with, with Jingle and Joe. Joe's been through hell and back, man. You know, he had a junior high teacher who told him, Never, you'll never make it. And every day and every time I talk to him or ask him about that, he always has that smirky smile on his face. And I think that's where you get, you know, his drive, his, his demeanor, the way that he approaches the game. There's character on this team. And I think if there's anything you can hold out for is the fact that those guys, along with others, will have the ability to hopefully bounce back and, and understand who they are. Uh, I don't see a lack of work uh, I'm at shoot-arounds and practices. I don't. There's never anyone slacking. Uh, I think it's just a matter of fact of just getting the job done and rebuilding some confidence. Because right now, I think, Gordo, the anchor is the self-doubt that has really dragged this team down. And each time you lose, that anchor becomes a little heavier. And then you don't try to find a light in the load because they've got to have fun again, right? And that's what I see, too. I'm part of this, this whole process, it's a game still. And you got to be able to have fun, and I'm hoping that 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 happens sooner than later.
1: Bowler, stay inside. Thanks for coming on, as always, and uh, we'll be watching and listening tomorrow.
3: Well, if you see someone standing outside, and he looks like a popsicle. Uh, it could be me, but I'll, I will, I will, uh, I will stay in the warmth of uh, the hotel for sure tonight, guys. Thanks, Bob. and I hope that answers some question, man. This is debate city, right, right now, because the expectations are so high, and I I understand it. Uh, I feel it too. You know, traveling with these guys, and you guys cover them on a daily, nightly basis, too, Jake. And uh, you probably see a lot what I see. Yep. And uh, I'm just kind of anxious to see where this goes. Folks out there are grumpy Bowler, but, of
1: course, <laughs> never never grumpy with you, Bowler. You're
3: the Oh, best. yes, they have been, my friend. Believe me. <laughs> Believe me, they have. You know what, though? Happy holidays. It's almost here. Christmas, New Year's. So hopefully that's a, a turning point as well for this team.
1: Thanks, Bowler. See you soon. See you, buddy. Greg Bowler, Jack, television hey, voice of the Utah Jazz. like he sees it there. I'm not
2: sure Yep,
1: uh, want to remind you about our f- uh, good friends at Mr. Mac. Tis the season for dressing up. Visit Mr. Mac today and get suited up. Come join Scotty and Hance Wednesday. That would be tomorrow from noon to three fifty-six ninety South Redwood Road, right there in Taylorsville. Well, have more big show coming up next ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone.
0: This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Head coach of Weaver State football, Jay Hill. Is it something that you can use to go into a kid's home with their family there and say, not only are we going to take care of you, but now we've been to this level of the playoffs three years in a row and beyond.
2: I think everybody knows, if you just look at us, we're a legit top five team in the country for three years in a row now. And if you want to play for a contender, then this is a great place to obviously do it. And I believe we're still getting better where we've been a top five, team now for three years in a row we still got a big step to take forward and hopefully it's this year to
3: where we're more like a top one or two team in the country.
0: Tony Parks and Austin Horton weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
1: Big show 97.5 and 1280, the zone. Tomorrow's a win ticket Wednesday. Li- listen for your chance to win tickets to the Zach Brown Band. Zach Brown Band out uh, on tour this spring in support of their upcoming album, The Owls. See them live with special guests Amo- Amos Lee and Hubert and Sasha Serrata on Thursday, March 26th at the Maverick Center. Tickets on sale now. Purchase your tickets at LiveNation.com. I like this song.
2: Yeah, not bad.
1: Oh, because you kind of, hmm, like
2: you didn't approve. No, no, I, I, I'm I'm there. You're there? Yeah, I like that song. And, uh, you know, because the lead singer passed away a few years ago, right? Did he? I don't yeah, know. A couple of years ago. Of Linkin Park? Yeah, I hope I'm not. Oh, yeah, uh, Chester. Yeah. I
1: forget his last name. Well, I do like that song. The The, the collaboration on that song, like the JV, Jay-Z version of that song is... Terrific! I didn't know there was
2: one. Yeah, you should uh, you should Google it. It's really good.
1: Anyway, All right. Anywho, great
2: segment. Uh, I hope uh, terrific. I hope we made people feel better today, but I'm not 100 percent sure.
1: Uh,
2: well, you know, we tried, and or, or we're, we're trying. Tried to, we tried I to should exorcise say. the demons, but sometimes when you when you speak about them, they linger. Well, I think, and in, in this was kind of inspired
1: by Utes fans being angry, you know, Alamo Bowl and not the playoff and tough loss, and you know, inspires a little anger. And Jazz fans are angry, certainly, about losing to Oklahoma City. But, you know, not uh, not uh, they're not playing well. But I think there are different types of anger. Like, I think each fan realizes that it was really hard to get that far. And having another season with this much talent, you know, it's going to take some work and it's not going to happen overnight again. And realize that it was all right there. And it disappeared in an evening. I get, I get the anger there, and jazz fans. It's it's based on expectations, yeah. internal, external, all
2: that. They're not living up to. There's it. There's more finality to what the what the Ute fans are feeling there right is. now. I agree. Jazz fans are more kind of is pensive the right word. They're they're worried uh, because the expectations that you spoke of were so high, but there's still time to do something about it. And so they're they're nervous, but they're hopeful. Hmm. And Ute fans, it's all she wrote.
1: It feels that way a little bit. Yeah. Because next year's going to be different. And how could it not be? I mean, you're losing some of the best players to ever play at that university. Losing the best. I I can't get over this, Gordon. They're losing the best running back to ever play at Utah. Think of all the great running backs that have played at Utah. Pretty amazing. And 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 think about
2: the defensive guys. Yeah. I mean, it really was something special. But, you know, I the program is such now that they are getting good athletes almost every year, and I know that sometimes the ratings as far as the the recruiting rate, ratings and all that. Well, Utah does a pretty good job of developing its players and getting them into the right position, and then and then building depth from there. And so, if if they have another successful season next year. That will be a major accomplishment. Oh, yeah. I couldn't agree more. And, and to deserve credit for that. So there's opportunity, I guess, for the Utes over the long haul. But as far as this season goes, it's uh, it's said and done. Uh, played Texas in a bowl game that most people don't really care about. And uh, the Utes, have, I mean, the, the Jazz have uh, three-fourths of the season yet to uh, hope that their expectations come alive. All right, we'll have more
1: big shows straight ahead. Stay tuned. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: This, this. this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Utah head football coach Kyle Whittingham announced that defensive coordinator and safeties coach Morgan Scally has agreed to terms on an amendment to his contract that will secure his position long term with the Utah football program. You know what that says to me? To me, that screams coach in waiting and something in writing about becoming the next head coach at the University of Utah.
2: I talked to a lot of people up there that are not named Morgan Scally, and it's a constant repetitive conversation of Morgan is going to be as good if not better head coach than Kyle Whittingham someday so I think you're right on I think that this has got to be a
0: coach and waiting situation catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network
1: Wrapping up a big show, 97.5, 1280, 1280 The Zone, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. Gordon, you got your, your party shoes on? You ready to get over there to the company Christmas party? Let's dance. You going to dance tonight?
0: No,
2: we're not dancing.
1: Remember that uh, Christmas party where Ben Russell danced the whole time? Were you at that one?
2: <laughs> yeah, I think so, yeah. Austin,
1: were you at that one? Do you remember that one? I do, yeah. Yeah, where, where Ben... He, he danced when everybody was dancing, and he kept dancing when everybody got tired of it and ended up going to sit back down. He, he kept rolling. Yeah.
2: Well, uh, we're going to have fun tonight. We hope everybody who's involved in a company Christmas party or shindig of one kind or another, we hope you have a good time and can enjoy that. Now, I, I, I've, I've read various stories about proper decorum at uh, company Christmas outings. Okay. So— uh Austin pay attention. You don't uh, you don't drink too much. Don't overdo it, Austin. Don't overdo it. Uh and and, and don't get too loose. You know. Uh but uh, and by that I mean be expressive but not completely uninhibited. Well, have you met
1: Austin? He's constantly <laughs> uninhibited. Who's the last time Austin didn't tell you what he thought? And after today's show, I got a lot of thoughts. Yeah, we didn't we didn't make ourselves
2: popular with Austin you. Don't today. go up to the boss and start lecturing him, or and you don't go up to the boss and start trying to brown nose and make make a sort of a, advancements in the workplace. Come on, this is a holiday party. It's not for you to have a personal pin down with your boss so that you can, you know get a raise. Okay, I'm going to remind you you said this when you're brown-nosing with the boss tonight. Uh, I don't brown-nose. I, I, t- I do talk with some of the higher-ups, but I don't do it uh, to brown-nose. It's too late for that for me, Jake. You know that. Okay, all right. So, just, uh, so, 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 no, so anybody no, r- else is brown-nosing, but you, it's talking. No, no, no. You can tell the difference. Uh, and, and, and so follow the rules. That's all I'm saying. Okay, You know. all right. Be be the life of the party if you must, but don't be obnoxious. Well, I'll see you over there, buddy. I'm all looking right. forward to it.
1: Mm-hmm. Looking forward to chatting with, with Lisa, because then I get to run by all the ridiculously false stuff you say on the air. I can find out if it's actually run, true. Run it on by. Please her. record she, it. She, yeah. will,
2: she, will tell you, she will tell you exactly what I'm saying is true. Mm-hmm. And you are just a perennial doubter.
1: Uh I'm going to ask her if if you're right when you say making your bean casserole at Thanksgiving is basically the same from a difficulty level as splitting the atom because that's <laughs> that's basically how you describe it opening a couple of cans and putting it in the microwave not but you like you're grueling but all see, day what,
2: what you do is you 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 diminish the the creativity the artistry of it that's all she'll she'll back me on that
1: all right we'll talk to you tomorrow on the big show ninety seven five and twelve eighty the zone I think.